Community of Hope, I'm grateful to God to be able to share the word for today, and the word I want to share is coming from the 121st Division of Psalm, uh, Psalms 121, and it reads this, I lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Community of Hope Church family, I ask that you would join me in a word of prayer. But I want to share on the sermon subject, the hill we climb. The hill we climb. We climb. Let us look to the Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we are grateful for this day. We're grateful for this moment. And most of all, we're grateful for your presence. So I ask God that you would grab a hold of me and use me in this moment to speak a word to your people that can encourage, that can strengthen, that can transform. In the name of Jesus, help somebody, save somebody, deliver somebody, heal somebody, encourage somebody. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, the hill we climb. And my brothers and my sisters, man, it was some kind of a week. And on this past Wednesday, uh, we're grateful to God that we had the inauguration, uh, that it was the inauguration of the Biden and Harris administration in which President Joe Biden became our 46th president and our dear sister Kamala Harris became the vice president. And I will admit that it was some kind of a celebration. I will admit that there were uh, uh, all kinds of times to get what they call the feels during uh, the inauguration celebration. Uh, that for me, a major moment was the swearing in of Sister Kamala Harris, this African-American and South Asia, Asian uh, sister uh, who was sworn in by Sonia Sotomayor, uh, the, a justice on the Supreme Court, this Latino woman. That was a heck of a moment in looking at this nation. Uh, but also listening to the speech by President Biden, this a very cogent path forward for the nation. It was a very wonderful kind of a moment. A moment of pastoral brilliance was uh, by a good brother, a Reverend Sylvester Beam, an AME brother who gave his benediction for the inauguration. It was an amazing moment. But the moment that took my breath away uh, was when this sister, this 22-year-old sister, uh, became the youngest person to share an inaugural poem, a sister by the name of Amanda, Gorm, uh, Amanda Gorman. A sister Amanda uh, was incredible, and she shared a poem by the name of The Hill We Climb. Uh, that in this poem that uh, uh, she, in such a brilliant fashion, was able to bring healing uh, not just to the nation but to the world that she sat there on the Capitol and was able to speak a word that was so powerful that it reminded you of just some of the great poets of old. Uh, this amazing sister uh, shared this poem uh, that I consider to be a national song of ascent. Now, you're going to ask me, what is a song of ascent? If you look in scriptures and the Psalms, I read Psalm 121, and it is a song of ascent. 
Uh, it is uh, in the Psalms, you look from uh, Psalm 120 to about 134, uh, there's a package of songs, Psalms known as Songs of Ascent. And what they were was that when the worshipers would be headed up the road to Jerusalem, it would be going up. It's on Jerusalem is up high, and they'd be going on this road up to Jerusalem. Uh, they would sing these songs of ascent, which is Psalms 120 through 134. It would be getting them in preparation. It would be uh, songs that they would sing, glorifying God, magnifying God. And, and in Psalm 121, it says, what? Did I lift up mine eyes to the hills? Where does my help come from? These songs of ascent. And it's interesting because I consider, as our dear sister shaped this poem, The Hill We Climb, it, it caused me to think about this songs of ascent, this going up a bit higher, this climbing up the hill to go higher. And, and it was, and, and listening to a conversation that Sister Gorman had uh, uh, with James Carden on the late show that really caused me to understand the significance of what she was sharing with the world. Uh, that, that she described, uh, with James Carden, she described the Capitol as a chapel that had been violated and she talked about her calling of, uh, 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 of her calling to use her hymn these are her words her calling of using her hymn to repurify the space uh, that this sister understood that by what had happened at the Capitol with the insurrection uh, that this great place uh, that as a nation we use kind of as this chapel of democracy uh, had been violated and it was her role through words to be able to symbolically repurify the place it was a a song of ascent. It was the hill we climb as we move higher, the song of ascent. And, and so I hope that you will allow me during this time we have together uh, to be able to share my reflections, not just on her poem, but on Psalm 121, these two incredible songs of ascent, uh, and to be able to help us to not just understand the moment, but to be able to understand how we're moving forward in this moment. My brothers and sisters, one of the first things I believe that you have to understand as we're looking at Psalm 121 in this context is you've got to uh, really understand the source of your strength. Uh, that, that as we have this hill that we climb, uh, the, you know, the, the source of our strength. The Psalm 121 says, I lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? But the psalmist writes, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation in which you were looking for some help? Have you ever been in a situation in which you were reaching out to someone for help? Or have you ever had people say they were going to help you? And one of the challenging things in a moment of needing help and the challenge of needing especially significant help is having people who say they can help you that don't have the power or the authority to actually get done what you need to get done. Uh, they may mean well, they may uh, have good intentions, but may not have the juice to get it done. But one of the things, and when you look at the psalmist, the psalmist says, well, I lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And the psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. But I like the way it didn't just stop at comes from the Lord. It says the maker of heaven and earth. And you've got to understand what gets me excited um, is that, uh, that when I understand that God is my help, I understand that God made it all. And if God made it all, then God can fix it all. And the challenge sometimes is that we can get so downtrodden by what's happening because of somebody that we forget that God made the somebody we're having an issue with. 
And, and so I thank God for a new administration, but I don't base all of my help on the administration uh, because you've got to understand that administrations come and go, leaders come and go, uh, that figureheads come and go, uh, but God is consistently there and God has the juice, God has the power to help us along our journey. Uh, I learned a long time ago uh, that sometimes uh, people can be used by God to help you, uh, but you never uh, put all of the credit on the person, but you've got to put your credit and your hope in God, uh, because God is the one that gives, uh, that where I look, lift up my eyes to the hills, where does my help come from? Oh, I get it. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And somebody that should be good news to you because you've been depending on people to help you and they've been letting you down. You've been depending on systems to help you and it's been letting you down. You've been depending on administrations or government figures to help you and they've been letting you down. But I've come by to tell you, you've got to, re to, re got to refocus on where you think your help is coming from and say, my help comes from the Lord. Psalm says, all of my help comes from the Lord. The second thing you've got to understand is you've got to focus not just on the source of your help, but you've got to understand and focus on the priorities of your helper. And, and as I look at Psalm 121, it helps me uh, to be able to have a confidence in my help because I can have a confidence that I'm a priority for the helper. And when you look at Psalm 121, it's eight verses. And in the eight verses of Psalms 121, Five times it says the Lord will watch over you. Now that is a significant thing because of God. My grandma used to say the Lord sits high and looks low. And it's amazing to me because the psalmist understood in the song of ascent that God was watching over them. I don't know about you, but that gives me a sense of, uh, of peace to know that God is paying attention to my situation and my circumstances. Well, one of the worst things in the world is to be seeking help from somebody who's not checking for you, to be seeking help from somebody who's not paying attention to you, but seeking help from somebody who you are not a priority on their list. Uh, but you can see in this scripture that it says that what? That God will watch over you. I'm talking about five times in eight verses that the Lord will watch over you, that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're in, that God is watching over you. Caused me to think about, I was remembering when I was younger, when I was younger, and I found this out years and years later, when I was younger and we were living uh, uh, on an Air Force base, we were living at Andrews, uh, I mean on Interlake Air Force Base in Turkey, and, and, and I wanted to walk to school. And my mother was concerned, I'm here in a foreign country, I'm in a foreign place and I want to walk to school and my mother was concerned about me walking to school but I finally persuaded her, I was in about the, the third or the fourth grade, I about the fourth grade, I wanted to walk to school in this new environment and she said, okay baby, you can go ahead, you can walk to school. I was excited, I was walking on to school, I, I, I was, man, I just knew I was a grown up, I was a big boy, I was a big kid, I was doing it, I, I was walking to school by myself. And, and, and here you go, I've gotten this piece, of, I'm in this foreign country walking to school, but what I didn't realize was that my mother told me years later that I felt like I was walking by myself, but my mother was watching me the whole way. That my mother was in the car and she was watching me the whole way to make sure that I was able to get there safely because she needed to make sure I was okay. That, that, that I thought I was by myself walking, but my mother understood she was watching watching over me and I was safe because she was watching over me.
and somebody today that you feel like you're going through life all by yourself. But I've come by to let you know my heavenly father watches over you, that God watches over you, that the Lord watches over you, that Psalms 121 lets us know that no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're in, no matter where you find yourself, that God is watching over you. And if God is watching over you, God will take care of you. And so I want you to be able to hold that sense of confidence that in the midst of wherever you go and whatever you're dealing with, that God is watching over you. So my brothers and my sisters, I think the third thing that I want to share with you is that hope is for the long term. That it's important to understand where your help is coming from, one. And it's important to understand that you are a priority to the helper, that's two. But the third thing is that hope is for the long term. Uh, that in Psalms 121, in that last verse of that Psalm, Psalm 121, 8, it says, The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And I love that because I love the now and forevermore. I love it because it's consistency that you can hope from God that God's going to be watching you what you're in right now. But even as the thing goes on, that God will watch you both now and forevermore. And it caused me to think about a, a, a line, a couple of lines in the poem of the hill we climbed by our sister, our sister Amanda Gorman. And if you allow me, I just want to read um, some of those um, sentences. It says, Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promise to Glade, the hill we climb if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherited. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. Our sister, our sister Amanda Gorman, I did something that I felt was brilliant in that moment because she gave reference to the vine and the fig tree. And as she talked about the vine and the fig tree, uh, it was a, a, an allusion to, uh, actually it was a reference to the scripture in Micah 4.4. 4. And, and, and what catches me about what our sister did in that moment and what I consider this national song of ascent is that she both went to scripture, but she also went to history. And, and everyone may not catch this, but she went to scripture and, and American history all at the same time. And she went to scripture, she went to Micah 4.4, 4, uh, talking about the vine and the fig tree, and, and everyone be able to sit up under their own vine and fig tree and not be afraid. Uh, uh, but even as she shared with Micah 4.4, 4, uh, what you, you may not know is that George Washington uh, quoted that same scripture um, in his letter to the Hebrew congregation in 1790. Uh, what you may not know is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, shared that same scripture in his Nobel Prize acceptance in 1964. And the thing I love about what Sister Gorman did in this moment is that she was able to show us a continuity of hope. And that's what I believe that great leaders are able to do. The great leaders are able to stand on the world stage and show us a hope that we're hoping for in the present, but also a hope that goes into our future. And so you have Sister Gorman, and she was able to connect us uh, with a song of ascent like Psalm 121. And she was able to, to give reference to Micah 4.4 and take us all the way back in Scripture to Micah. But then she was able to also connect us historically uh, with the words of George Washington and also a reference of Dr. King. It, it's 
an amazing thing, but she was able to connect us to a sense of hope uh, that went past us, but all the way through us, to be able to understand that we have a continuity of hope. And that's what I hope that you understand on this day as we move forward about this hill that we climb is that I don't know what hill you're climbing in your life, but I want to let you know there's a continuity of hope. I want to let you know that God said that God would be there watching your coming and your going both now and forevermore. I want you to know that our hope is not torn down by the attitude of an administration and our hope is not torn down uh, by the boastings of a bully. That our hope is not torn down by the chance of the crowd. That our hope is not torn down by the deceit of the day. And our hope is not torn down by the storms of the season. But uh, like my old grandmommy say, my hope is built, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That, that, that you've got to understand, we've got a continuity in our hope because our hope lies in Christ. And so, and so I'm excited about what our sister shared uh, about the hill that we climb. I'm excited about what I consider this song of a sin. I'm excited about this continuity of hope. But the thing that I believe that, that our sister Amanda Gorman shared uh, most of all was not just the words that she shared, but her testimony. And if you look at her testimony, you'll realize the brilliance of her poem was not just in her writing, but in her life. The brilliance of her poem was not just in her presentation, but in her life. Because as she stood there with this amazing word she had of healing for this nation and for this world, as she stood there and connected the words to her gesticulation and, and, and all that she did with her body and her hands and her performance, it, it was incredible. But, but the most incredible thing was her testimony. Because if you listen to her testimony, her testimony was that when she was in kindergarten, that she was diagnosed with an auditory processing condition. And she was diagnosed with an auditory processing condition in kindergarten that caused her to have issues with articulation. Now, not just that, she had issues with articulation of speech. And she said that it wasn't until two or three years ago that she was able to pronounce words with the letter R. That she could not pronounce the letter R until two or three years ago. She talks about how she fell in love with poetry in the third grade because it was what allowed her to be able to put her voice on paper. Here you have this sister with a speaking impediment. Here you have the sister who from, from grade school had a speaking impediment, but yet here you have her on the world stage sharing one of the most monumental poems that we have heard. Her testimony is that it doesn't matter where you start, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with, but if you hold on to your hope and if you work hard, if you let God do a work in you, then you can be able to meet the moment. Uh, I'm so excited about what she said. I'm so excited about how she said but I'm so excited more about even how her life speaks to us that don't you give up on what I don't care what you're dealing with I don't care how rough it looks I don't care what you're grappling with but don't you give up she gave me hope why did she give me hope uh, because many a community hope no I stutter and, and it tickles me because a lot of times I'll be preaching and they'll be like man pastor was really preaching today he could hardly get the words out the spirit was all on him I don't know if it was a spirit on my stutter but I got it out but, but you see young people I want you to know that I I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't know what your concern is, what your challenge is. I don't care if it's a stutter. I don't care if it's a learning disability. I don't care what it is that God 
can grab a hold of you and God can use you. Our sister, 22 years old, spoke to the world and the world took notice. They didn't take notice of any speech impediment. They didn't take notice of any uh, challenge with her saying ours, but they took notice of her brilliance because she was able to move through what used to challenge her and step up on the world stage with confidence and, and brilliance and be able to share to the world words of healing and hope. This dear, wonderful sister showed us, not just through her poem about the hill we climb, but because we watched her climb her own hill. And I've come by to tell somebody today that as a nation, we've got a hill to climb, but you've got some personal hills to climb. And don't you let anything hold you back because God is watching you and God will take care of you because the Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Community of Hope, have a continuity in your hope. Know that God can help us get through whatever we're going through as long as we understand that God is our hope and God is our help. Hey folks, I just want to let you know today that God is your help, a very present help in the time of trouble. And if you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you that opportunity today. If you've never given your heart to Christ, I want to give you that opportunity. Scripture says God loved the world so much, I say this all the time, that God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. At Community of Hope, we say it all the time. We're the Community of Hope where everyone has a chance. You've got a chance. If you've never accepted Christ, accept him today. This is your moment. This is your time. You may already be saved, but you need a church home. Today is your day. This is your time. And we want you to make that decision. Or you may already be saved. You may already have a church home, but you just want to rededicate your faith. This is your moment. This is your time. Right there in the chat area is a link that you can click on. We just want to know you've made this decision either to give your life to Christ or to join this church or to rededicate your faith. We want to follow up with you. We want to stay connected with you. We want to make sure that you are growing to be all that God has called you to be. Just click that link or you can text Hope Decision. You may not be watching it at the time or, or, or they may not be in the chat, but if you text the word, one word, Hope Decision to 474747, text Hope Decision to 474747 and a link will come up there for you. You can just fill that out and we'll make sure. We want to be able to be praying for you. You want to celebrate what God is doing in your life. Look, if you've made that decision to give your life to Christ or to join this church, I want to pray for you right now. Matter of fact, I want you to pray these words with me. I want you to repeat after me these words. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I thank you, God, that today I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you did that, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you gave your life to Christ, or if you made Community of Hope your church home or rededicated your faith, text Hope Decision to 474747. Hope Decision to 474747. We want to get plugged in with you. 
Now look, Community of Hope, don't you forget today, January the 24th, we're giving away a free prepackaged meals. We're doing a grab-and-go meals at Iverson Mall starting at 10 o'clock from 10 until noon, from 10 until noon. Come on by and be able to get a free a prepackaged meal. We want to be a blessing to you. There's still time for you to be able to give. If you'd like to give, we'd be honored for you to give. You can give in several ways. You can see them on the screen. A dollar sign, give COH is a cash app, the GiveLify app, a text to give, the link to give, or you can even mail it in. But whatever way, we'll be honored and privileged to have you share with us. The COH family, y'all have a super, super blessed week, and I'm just praying the best to come in your life. In the name of Jesus, let me give you a closing prayer and benediction. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of these, your people. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now henceforth and forever among these, your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, COH. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.